Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlife. Enjoy the episode. Just a language warning for this episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. I am a channel of the light and work with spirit guides, angels, the higher self, and passed over loved ones to provide you with support, clarity, and encouragement. Using oracle cards, mediumship, and clairvoyance, my readings will leave you feeling comforted and empowered. I have various reading options available, ranging from 30-minute readings to 60-minute readings to group sessions. I also work with professionals to help them gain clarity in business and life purpose. To book a reading with me, simply head to laurengraceinspirations.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, it's Lauren Grace. This is episode part two. If you haven't already, please do go back and listen to part one as this is a continuation of that episode. Enjoy. Okay, so I think we need to um, get into our new line of questioning now, which is a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about your first very experience. And we've sort of established that we have to use words to convey <laughs> different things here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you kind of, uh, just to sort of summarize for our listener at home, and also just to make sure that I'm on the same page as you, uh, you kind of always felt that there was something that you were connected to. Um, and that was really ignited within you, within that situation where your brother was showing you this spiritual text and you had this remembrance. You've been on this journey where you're you're, you're kind of navigating life as a human and also identifying yourself, you know, as you go along as a soul, learning more and more about that. You're understanding a bit about, um, you know, how to kind of navigate as a soul here on human but there's along the journey, there's been something that's happened to you where you have really connected with the fairy realm. So did you, did that happen in a visualization? Did it happen in a meditation? Did it happen in England in a, in a forest, for example? How did that sort of kick itself <laughs> off? And can you talk a little bit about about that in, in terms of, of your experience where you knew, wait a minute, I am fairy. Like that doesn't just happen every day. No, it doesn't happen every day. And it didn't happen for me in my first, I would say, fairy experience. And I'm wondering if before I answer this question, do you think it might be helpful to ground your listeners in, um, in context if I share what how i see fairy the beings yes. that are fairy yes. and because i know there's a lot of again people have different ideas about that yes let's do so yeah okay and then I, and then i'm and then i can definitely like let's dive into those experiences so yeah. what i'm basically gonna share is i am fast forwarding everybody to about five years into my fairy journey. And by fairy journey, I mean, at this point, I had made contact, I had begun working with these beings. I had not only begun working with them, 
but I had had the remembrance then of that being who I was at a soul level, which was like a whole nother can of <laughs> worms that opened up. And then, and then I had also had this huge a realization and awakening around my purpose being connected to fairy. So I was deep. I was deep in working with the fairy realm. I was deep in bringing forward healing, a, a beautiful healing technology that I called fairy light healing at the time. I was deep in all of this. And it was around, it was actually 2012. And it was around my Saturn return where everything started to crumble. And what happened was, is that prior to that, and, and, and to give you like context, I had been training, I never trained with a human in terms of my work with fairy, all of that has been mentored by my contact, my, my allies on the inner plane. So that is where I have received all that I have that I know that I share about fairy and it's also all the remembrances that I've had. Um, so it just comes from my own experience and my own embodied you know, truth. That being said, I have had many beautiful and challenging human teachers in the psychic and healing arts. And I want to give so much credit to those early teachers because had it not been for their um, training in the psychic arts, I wouldn't have had the uh, tools to be able to access to have these beautiful communications that then evolved over time. Okay, so I'm deep in these communications, right? And, and so um, for whatever reason, and I think it was maybe because it was the magical child in me that was leading, you know, the magic, the child does not ask those questions from the head that we adults want to know the child just trusts it just is right yes. if an elephant is purple they don't say why is the elephant purple they say look at the purple elephant and how can we bring it flowers or whatever you know yeah. it's like yeah. the questions there are questions but the questions are different they're not the questions that we ask that limit the experience so I don't know to this day why I hadn't asked the question before, but to me, when I worked with fairy, I worked with a multitude of beings that for some reason, I called all of them fairy. They were, many of them were very different. And by that, I meant they usually fell, they fell into two categories. One, were what I would call more nature spirits. They were connected to the spirits of trees and forests and plants and rivers. Okay, these were nature spirit energies. I called them fairy. And then these other beings were great shining beings. These shining beings that maybe in some people's repertoire could be confused with even angels, but they were very deeply rooted and connected to the earth. Well, how did I know that? I just knew that. I knew that from the way that they expressed in their energy. Um, they weren't, I had worked with angels at that time too, and they weren't, they had a different frequency than angels. Mm -hmm. But to me, I just grouped it all in fairy, never asked any questions. The way that I worked it out in my mind, in the mind, is that I told myself that, oh, like the nature spirits are just the ones, the younger 
souls, the younger spirits, and the ones that were large and great and shining, if you had to make them, oh, I hate to do, oh, can I do it? Can I do it? They're like, oh, one last time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like the great shining by shining, I'm like Lord of the Rings elves, right? Like these grand presences, okay? <laughs> Those are not like freaking Tinkerbell. They're like, oh, no more forms. We're breaking forms. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. <laughs> so <laughs> so any. <laughs> You know, they have to, they, they abide. So they me. look like um, Lord of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. I'm never going to live this down. They're going to give me hell for like the next year. Um, <laughs> another hundred humans are t- talking about us. Like we're Lord of the Rings elves. Great. Diamira. Thank you. You've just set us back 10 years. Oh, I know. Okay. So you guys, we're going to see that. And then we're going to release that because we're breaking through expectations right. and connotations right and um and so i just saw those energies those beings as i just thought okay those are when they get to a more evolved state and those are like um like sovereign in their consciousness they are the same way we would say an evolved human might be an ascended master right or might be enlightened i was like oh these are like the ascended aspects of fey consciousness that's how i worked it out in my mind Okay, well, the year 2012 happened, a number of things, which I'm not gonna go into right now, started happening that made me start questioning that simplification. And what it ended up resulting in, first of all, was about three years of confusion. Confusion to the point where I actually stopped teaching because I was like, you know what, if I'm not clear about this, I I just can't teach right now because I, I need to be clear about this. and. And I have been questioned like, okay, who have I been talking to? And it wasn't that I thought that anything negative or so nothing like that, but it was almost like this, like my whole identity started unraveling. Like here I was so confident that these, this was just the fairy frequency. This was the fairy realm. And I was talking to beings in the fairy realm. And it was this moment that a number of things started happening where I started to realize that they were two completely different species. They're two completely different beings, completely different. It'd be like comparing an angel to Bigfoot. It's like, okay, they might have, I mean, they're both interdimensional beings, angels and Bigfoots, right? I'm making a very extreme analogy. This is not a one-to-one correspondence, but they're, you know, they're both interdimensional beings, but hello, they are not even in the same like gene pool. Not even close, right? A mer person, a mer mer energy and Bigfoot, different gene pool. It's a different species. They're both inner earth uh, species, meaning beings that exist on the interdimensional planes of the Gaian system, but they're not related. It's like human and dog. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, even, even, you know, I mean, even, and I've made this analogy before, and I wonder if it's more correct, and I'm, again, still in an inquiry, but it'd be like comparing, you know, a, um, a, 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 a zebra with a wolf. They're both in the animal kingdom, and yet they're not even, like, the same at all, right? They're completely different species. And so this was how I started to what started to happen is this whole breakdown. And as the breakdown happened, I started to make some sense. And here's what I've worked up 
And this is how I see, and everybody sees this a little differently. I just did a fabulous interview that'll be released soon with a person. And he, he and I had a great conversation because he also works with these beings. And we talked a little bit about this. So everybody has a little bit of a different cosmology and perspective, depending on how you work with these inner realms. But this is how I've worked it out. The nature spirit kingdom, and we can put in that kingdom, the Davic energies, which are like the highest form of the nature spirit kingdom. Those are like the earth angels, right? The um, the nature spirit kingdom is also what I would in a lot of t- ways connect with the elementals. These are, and these are what a lot of people are working with, the elemental energies, the 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 nature kingdom energies these are these energies are beautiful but they are not the fairy people who i'm talking about the fairy people who i'm talking about for that like (laughs) we need popcorn we need a drum roll (laughs) blackout we'll see you next week on part yes (laughs) although we're already into part two so sorry we're already into part two sorry Okay, I'm at the edge of my seat. What? Okay. The beings that are fairy are those that the best word to use to, that I use to call them now is the she, S-I-D-H-E. And the she, this is an Irish Gaelic word. So the people of Ireland have, have known that there are differences. They know that the leprechauns, for example, are not the same as the fairy people. They would never confuse the two. They never do in their in their in their conversations. They're two totally different energies. Yeah. So you have the elemental beings that are like the 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 again the leprechauns of Ireland. They are the every culture has them. The kobolds of Germany, um, the Aluches of the Yucatan in Mexico. They, every culture has these little people right the little people and those and then those connected more with the nature kingdom the plant spirits and then you have these fairy people that are not these are the ones that we share an ancestor with that if you go back far enough we are connected by blood and spirit with these are the she and the she translates to the people of peace and the best way that I can describe them is that a lot of the early myths when they describe the shining ones when they describe even some beings that ended up being deified in for example the Tuatha de Danann in Ireland and a multitude of other cultures also talk about the shining ones when they were talking about the shining ones and usually the myth goes something like this it does in ireland at least in the book of invasions that the fairy people are the tuatha de danon which means children of the goddess danu they populated the earth they had magical powers they came from the north which just means from a different dimension and they pretty much ruled they were they were like on top of the food chain so to speak and then at some point you see this battle that ensues between what is more somewhat more modern man and the Tuatha de Danon. And these battles take place and they go back and forth and 
and on and on. And at some point, the Tuatha Dé Danann lose. And when they lose, they retreat into, this is according to myth, into the hollow hills. And they live inside the earth, according to myth, because when they lost, the earth was divided into two. And the Tuatha Dé Danann, having lost, they had to go down. They got the bottom half. And the humans, the surface dwellers, Middle Earth, Midgard people, they got the middle world. And that's how that went down. And so all of the beautiful myths and legends that are talking about the shining ones that talk about beings that were, are more elven in character. I'm not talking about Keebler elves. I'm talking about <laughs> great elven creatures like the Norse mythology, right? It, we have the elven creatures in the Norse mythology. We have them in Gaelic. We have them in all these beautiful cultures. And these were the original peoples of Gaia. They are not, however, children of Gaia. And what I mean by that is unlike the elementals who arose from the heart of Gaia, they were birthed from her womb. Of course, we all are, our bodies are, right? But our souls are not. The elemental souls are birthed from the heart of Gaia. She birthed them. And they're the, responsible for the trees and the flowers. Yes, exactly. The, Those are the, all of the nature kingdom. Yeah, that's all of the yes. nature kingdom. They're responsible for that. That's why they're Whereas, the children of Gaia because they help Gaia That's why they're the children of Gaia. Yeah, I get it. Yes. And whereas the elven or fairy people or the she, these beings have come from the stars, just like we once did. And so, um, and so, and, and the difference is, of course, they haven't forgotten their connection to the stars, uh, but they also haven't gotten so obsessed with the stars that they've forgotten that they're also, they're also anchored here and have chosen to have an earth experience. So it's this beautiful, this is, this is the wisdom that they can impart, and I won't go too far down that tangent at the moment, but I just want to kind of ground us into this is that, is that these are very different beings. And here's where it can get very confusing, even for the most advanced psychic, even for the most advanced um, traveler of the inner planes, uh, is, that when, is that the she work very closely with the spirits of nature. I learned everything I've learned with about the nature spirits, not about, but working with the nature spirits, everything I've learned about the spirits of crystals, the spirits of trees, I learned from the fairy people. I learned from the she. They taught me everything I know. And so they have a close relationship wow. with the elementals. And so it becomes quite confusing and conflated. And like I said, and then in the grand scheme of things, does it matter? How much does it matter? I don't know. All I know is when I found out and realized that, oh, wait, these are two separate energies. These are two separate beings. Something within me like it, it unraveled and it had to find my center. I had to find my center again because I had to, it was for whatever reason, it was important to my journey that I had to make sense of that. Um, yeah. And now I feel like I have in a way that it makes sense and it works for me and I still continue to evolve it. I, yeah. And so, so that's what I want to say in terms of like grounding us into the context of who the fairies are from my perspective. Doesn't mean you still can't use the fairy, the word fairy, if you want to refer to nature spirits, but just so we're all on the same page as much as possible. I thought that that would be helpful. I like that. It's interesting to hear the distinction. So let me just make sure I kind of understand. So the children of Gaia, AKA modern, or what we would think is a fairy 
hey, elementals, would you call them more elementals? And then the she you would refer to as fairy? So for me, just because I've worked up my own vocabulary, and this is yeah. what, as I was saying, the interview I just had, we actually have different terminology for things. But um, love that. But for me, I know I just because I I am reclaiming the word fairy in terms of what I feel it means. Fairy, if we go to the etymology of the word, mm -hmm. it me it comes from the Latin word fate. It comes from the Latin word fate, which meant fate or destiny, meaning that our fate and our destiny, human and the fairy people are intertwined. And so, and so to me, I, as much as, right? So I, it's, for me, it's been this reclamation of, I know it might be easier if I might use a different word, you know, I've been, it's been a journey and I continue to use the word fairy because for me, it's the truest in terms of um, what feels authentic to the frequency that I'm speaking to when I'm talking about those who, that which is both waking up within us with those of us who have a resonance to fairy, those of us who have a connection to fairy, it's more than likely because the frequency of fairy is waking up within you. And it's the fairy out there that is there's a vibration, there's a mutual vibration and resonance docking happening with us and them, and they are calling us and we, our souls are calling them. And there's this resounding reverberation going back and forth. And that is the she, that is the fairy people. So, so that is why I continue to use the word fairy. And I will often use synonymously with fairy, I will use she, I will say fairy or she, and I'm talking about the shining ones, the people of peace. Okay. Um, so are you kind of saying though, that yeah. everything is fairy in a way, and then you would, because if you and I were talking about the element, the children of Gaia, you, you would call them the children of Gaia. If we had to, because so, we are human, we have, and I'm like, yeah. I know I'm getting caught up in semantics and it doesn't matter. No, no, no. It's yeah. perfect. It's, but I, I hear my listener at home being like, I, I, well, if I'm talking about the children of Gaia or if I'm talking about the she and I'm talking about myself, are we all fairy? Is it all faded? Are we all, because we're all the one? Like, <laughs> see, right. this is where we go. Okay, well, our brains can't always compute everything, but I mean, we can kind of see, you know, the she and then we, it does make sense. What what you've said is makes yeah. a whole lot of sense, I think. So the other beings, the other beings, I usually call those beings nature spirits. That's usually, I say the nature spirit kingdom. Okay. That's usually what I say, because just to make it even more complicated, the little people are actually, it's actually a separate, it's a, it's a sort of middle of the road bandwidth between the she uh -huh. and the, and the, so it's the and the, the nature spirits. Like the, the angelics of the elemental world, the kind of, right? Yeah. So the angelics of the elemental world, I call the devas. De okay. Just to go. <laughs> and okay. I know it's I know, complex, it's right? It's interesting. And you know, we, we could probably talk about this forever. And I think we'd like to move on because we want to talk about other things. Yeah. Yeah. And remember everyone, this is just my language yeah, that I've worked up for myself because so cool. it makes sense. 
And I, but I love that what you're saying is, you know, you're going, girl, we can't talk about the fairy world in an hour, let alone we could, you know, like it's so much more vast <laughs> than that. And a lot of what we understand from part one and now part two is that you have to feel into it for your own truth. You have to see that for yourself. Can I ask you a question about um, the she? Do you, um, Are they star people in your mind? Yes, in that they originally came from the stars, but no more, they're no more star people than we are. Okay. And by we, I mean humans. Yeah. Because I mean, all... most of us kind of feel like we came from the stars, right? Yeah. yeah. It, this ain't our first rodeo. No, no. Okay. So now that we've <laughs> understood that the whole idea of the fairy world is way bigger than we're going to be able to really get into today. I feel like we need mm -hmm. a graph and like maybe in your next book, it'll be like picture book and you can have <laughs> graphs and you can teach us um, Lord of the Rings style, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, with maps and stuff. That would be very cool. Feel free to do that and I'll buy your book. But um, <laughs> yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit more about this idea and the angelics of the fairy? Like maybe I don't need to cut it short because it's fascinating. And maybe this is actually the conversation that we need to have today because I I'm actually feeling like intuitively, I can't leave it. I'm trying to leave it, but I can't leave it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's funny. So the other thing that I, I want to say for, for context is that, you know, I, I love what you said, like, oh, yeah, it's just really all one, because I and I think I actually add to the conflation sometimes because I use the word fairy and sometimes I use it to mean different things. And I will use the word fairy. And I think this is important for the specific beings that we just spent 20 minutes like going down, like, OK, these are the fairy people like I absolutely use it for that. But I also use fairy in two other ways. One, I use fairy to refer to the realm. And by realm, it's it's an energetic, right? It's a bandwidth, the realm in which many of these beings reside within. If you have the ability to key into that dimensional frequency, then you may meet all of these energies and more and if you are in in interaction with these beings and i'm saying you know the listeners if you are encountering and interacting with all these beings you know one of the worst things we can do as we're in these beautiful um heart communions is go into our head about okay wait Wait, let me flip through. First of all, throw out your fairy dictionary. Okay, those just need to go in the garbage. Those are like the those things are not helpful. Um, they're about as helpful as dream dictionaries, which are not helpful at all. Um, so throw out the fairy dictionary and don't go into who are you? And wait, let me look up who you are. Do we do that when we meet a human? Do we say, wait, I need to stop and figure out like what your ethnicity is, what your all of your stuff is, like no, we don't do that. We just meet them where they are. We let them divulge what they want to divulge. And we just begin an encounter. And I want to invite everybody 
into this is that as much as we're having this conversation because it's fun and we like talking about these yeah. <laughs> things and and I like talking about it you I know like it, I yeah. like I said I worked yeah it's fun yeah. and I want to also when you're in the moment you know don't go into all that just set it down and ha- let the experience be what the experience mm-hmm. is you can unpack it afterwards and it may not matter um it, it may not matter if you're if you're having a heart communion with another being another being that you are sharing this planetary system with, there is a beautiful exchange happening of energy that goes way beyond anything that your brain is going to comprehend of how powerful, how beautiful, how how magical, and how helpful that may be to yours and their evolutionary uh, journey at this time. So I just want to say that. And That's then so the important. other way. Yeah. yeah. And also I just yeah. want to say as well, just you know, for fun, because I also was talking to someone recently and they were talking about how spirit guides and the like are just personifications of, of source. So then, you know, that's another way of looking at it as well. It's like, it's an, like there's so many perspectives, you know? Yeah, exactly. So there's so many perspectives. And, and I think when, you know, whether you're when you're starting out on this journey, first of all, I do think it's important to have a guide, a mentor, you know, whether it's Lauren, whether it's somebody like myself, whether whoever it is. And the reason is because it's very vast. It's very vast. And, and it's like a both and because I feel like on one hand, we all have this, these abilities within us. They're waking up now fast and furious on this planet. People are waking up more and more. And We also need to anchor in proper training, proper protocols. You know, we don't want to just go traipsing around in the spirit world and not know what we're what we're doing. You know, um, yeah, I just want to I really want to bring more respect to especially like with fairy. That's been one of my huge things is that, um, you know, without poo pooing any anything else out there, but like really just for my own self and from the work that I want to share is that I really think it's important to, you know, we want to be respectful and mindful about yeah. our interactions and yeah. with these beings. And yeah, yeah. So that's I'll leave that there because I don't want to go down, a, go get on my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I do think about that it. it's about it's about discernment. It's about respect. It's about if you're exploring. And when we're when we're talking about that, we're talking about that in your imagination through meditation. Um, you mm-hmm. know, when you're out and you're exploring new, new realms and doing things, it's about having that discernment. It's about listening to, you know, your your inner guidance. And it's like you said, it's about also being aware that when you are um, kind of, I want to say traipsing around, but when you're like, let's say traipsing around for lack of a better word into new unseen territories, that those are not your place to be maybe. So have a think about that, you know, <laughs> you know, call in your, maybe Michael working with Archangel Michael, if that resonates with you, you know, everyone's got their own way of doing things, but maybe have a think about, or have a feel into rather not think, have a feel into what is right for you. Would you say it's about that discernment again, coming back? Discernment is so huge and so important yeah. in this work. Discernment on, oh, and thank you, because that actually looped me back around to what I was saying, is that discernment on, first of all, in the human world of who you want to work with, who you want to train with. And the reason I'm saying that, like, and I can speak to this because I actually, I've had some really bad teachers. 
And those bad teachers taught me just as much. They really did, but it was painful. And so it just depends on the journey you want to have. And so everybody has, like Lauren was sharing, like this other person had this perspective on the spirit guides. We yeah. all, based on our work, our experience, based on our different cosmological views we come from and, you know, just lenses that we wear that we don't even realize we're wearing, we have our own ways of working. Certain ones are going to resonate with certain people. Follow what resonates. It's not right or wrong. If you follow what feels good, it's going to be right for you right now. And then when it's not, it just falls off and you can go to, you can choose your next step. But I would say that discernment in the human world, when you're, when you're working with, okay, all these, especially now in the age of the internet, you know, we didn't have all this when I was like, it for I didn't have social media when I was starting on my spiritual journey. No, so yes, there was the internet, like AOL, a chat, whatever rooms, but there yeah. was no, there was, there was, there were these forums, right? But there was no social media. So, so in, in a way, I think I was blessed because I didn't have all these things coming at me from these million different angles. So you really have to like get razor sharp discernment on, okay, just shut off everything, shut off the device, shut off the thing, get the get all the things out of your ears and just like take a moment and be like, well, how did that feel for me? You know, did that feel right? That's number one. And then on the other flip side in the spirit world, when you're doing this work, have to, I had to hone my discernment. I'm still honing 20 years in the psychic field, doing field work. Like I'm not just I didn't just train with teachers, right? And and have go to weekend workshops. I mean, I trained in years and three and five year long apprenticeships. And then they threw us out in the field and we had to actually do, we had to, we had to operate in the field. We did, we were field agents. I've been a field agent for 20 years and the field work is so valuable because you figure out all the stuff that you don't know when you're in the field. You figure out all the holes in what you thought you know in your in your training. And that's when, you know, the rubber kind of meets the road. And again, this is not to scare anyone, but this is just to to let you know if this was easy, everyone would be doing it and they would all be doing it amazingly. And um it, yeah, it's like so beautiful and discernment. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I will like... say I had a dream a while ago and I remember I had a couple of um well I would classify them as fairy beans. Now I'm not so sure, but I would say fairy and they and I remember I'm in my dream and they say, "Hey, come with us to this magical forest over here." And I remember in my dream I went, "Nope, I'm not going anywhere with you." And I didn't, and I chose not to do that. And it's just, I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was such a funny little example of even me using discernment in my dreams. And so when we learn to practice discernment in real life, like in our waking hours, we can learn to then integrate it through meditation, through our dream state. And it's always really important to come back and say to yourself, wait a minute, I have a choice here. I can do that, or I don't have to, if I don't want to. Yeah, and um, and I'll give a little tip. Uh, one of the things that I learned, and again, this was a hard earned lesson. So I'm giving this to everyone like pretty easily. Um, so one of the things that I learned was that if you don't want to do something, or if any part of you doesn't feel 100%, say no. And that that goes for that's a great boundary right in the human world too, but yeah. I'm specifically talking about in the spirit world. And the reason I'm saying this is 
yes, there's the whole, okay, if something doesn't feel right, if it feels off, like, yeah, that's like your body signaling. But what I'm saying is that we tend to, for a long time, I projected some of my unresolved shadow pieces onto the spirit world. So one of the things that I did early on, because I had a huge unworthiness story about not being worthy. And so one of the things that I did is that I would say yes, even when I didn't have the energetic capacity or bandwidth to carry something out. It could have been something as simple as, um, can you undertake this? I did a lot of healing for land ceremony. Um, Land would always ask me, spirits of land would ask me to facilitate reconciliations on land with um, energy lines and that sort of thing. And um, I, um, I said yes, always, even though I, there were times where I was very burnt out and I was very overburdened. And what I saw, and it took me a long time to see this, was I was playing out that whole, oh, I have to, like, I have to deserve love. I, the way that I need to deserve love is by taking on all of this stuff that I really don't have the capacity for. And I just want, so, so if I had really been true to myself in some of those moments, when some, a being who I might've deeply loved and deeply been in relationship with, right? And I, so I want to be a good ally. I wanna be a good yeah. human ally. And they yeah. make a request of me. And instead of me saying, no, I can't do that right now. Go ask somebody else. I would say yes. And and so, and, and that over time, that became a huge burden and something that I had to clean up and deal with. And it was a mess. And so, um, so I just, I'm giving, I'm imparting that. So that goes back to my own discernment of myself, like being so keyed into my own self. Oh, am I saying yes out of obligation? Am I saying yes? Am I doing something because I host to, because I'm thinking that, oh, that's going to make me more spiritual or whatever the stories are. Um, discernment. <laughs> discernment thank you thank you for sharing that and i i want to say too that i remember i told uh, a friend that story and they were blown away that i didn't go with them and i went well i didn't like it felt wrong it felt like a trick and i went no i'm not gonna do that and so i mean we have to discern we have to go into our own feeling and sometimes when we share these stories some people will go well, where's your sense of adventure? You know, even though it was in my dream, I wasn't really awake in my dream. Um, it's just making sure, like you said, that you're really honoring where you're at. And sometimes I don't do things because I just am tired and I'm not going to do it. And that's the thing I can choose. So you can choose, we can choose, you can choose you yes exactly we can all choose and we we always have a decision all the time and i do feel that sometimes i'm tested where it's like i don't really want to do that and then sometimes i'll do it anyway and then i'll go okay well when am i going to learn this lesson hopefully i've learned it now (laughs) please let me learn it now so listen um i keep wanting to just call you dia um, Diamira, we are kind of near the end of our time together. I mean, the thing is this, is that we didn't go into your first experience and what that was like, but I really feel you've painted such a, a picture. It didn't really feel like it was appropriate to try to take us back there again. I really think that if you're yeah, open to it, yeah. maybe you can come back on the show again 
um, in the future, because I, I feel that we really, I was really fascinated as well to talk to you a bit about, you know, the energy codes and, you know, um, ley lines and, and earth mythology, like all, there's just so many different areas that we can go in. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you that you really feel called to speak about? And, um, you know, I don't know if you have two minutes, not that you're going to answer something in two minutes, but <laughs> I say that with love and uh, respect because you're just so well thought out. The healing medicine that you do as well, like the Bach flower or the, the forest and energy remedies. Can you talk briefly just about that? Only because I know they're available on your website. I, I had a look and I just find that there's so much healing that people can get from those. Are we able to just talk just real briefly about that as well? And, and maybe we can go into it in the, in the future conversation. So it's actually going to be super brief because you have no idea, but, but I actually just shared an email um, today with my community, letting people know that I was closing the essence store. Oh, well, that and is so I am season. actually, that is pretty short and sweet. So that is not to say um, the essences. I work very deeply with the essences, which are vibrational um, botanical plant medicines. They're this, uh, they, poetically, I say they're the spirit song of the plants, the trees. And in some cases, I can collect the spirit song of the fairy kings and queens and um, the spirits of places and dragon energies as well. And um, and, and this is like a very holy and intimate experience. And so mm -hmm. that being said, because of the potency of this medicine, I have really felt called like they actually need to no longer be shared in a retail format. And I will continue to share them in my containers. So both in my private one-on-one -on -one work, as well as my group containers that I lead so that they can be really held in this really deep, like they the people can feel that receive that transmission and that initiatory uh experience that the essences want to bring them into um within a within a container a hell container so that is the that's the long and short of it i find i mean for me i've been using bach flower for many many years and bach flower um in my estimation is is like flower essences that have been distilled and then you take a couple of drops and they can really help you to heal an emotional level. So if I'm having anxiety or, or something like that, or I, maybe I, I just want some heart healing or a little bit of clarity in mind or something, there are drops that, that can really facilitate and assist with this. So um, I love how you're, you're kind of making, basically what I'm hearing from you is you're saying, you know what, I, these are more sacred than just me selling them on my website to, you know, quote unquote, random people and making a little bit of a profit now and again, with the amount of energy and, and love and attention that you've put into it. And I, I did feel that when I went to your website, um, I felt that from them, by the way. So that was really trans Thank transmitted, you. at least to me, I got it. Yeah. So um, would you recommend that if people are interested in opening up to a little bit of that world that they that they come work with you, that they talk to you a little bit about that? I mean, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I still have probably quite a number of resources on my site that can um, can really help bring you into just the the idea of what are flower essences and as i said i've extended that to not just flower essences but tree essences and elemental essences and fairy kings and queens essences and dragon essences so um 
you can absolutely explore those sacred medicines and just feel if that feels like it might be a resonant pathway and a medicine that is calling to you. What I love about the essences and everything you spoke to about them, Lauren, is absolutely 100%. They work at a deep emotional and spiritual level. Um, and what I also will say about them is that the essences are this interesting paradox where they're some of the most subtle and yet potent deep medicine that I have ever worked with. And I've done probably a hundred different modalities, uh, both that I'm trained in and experienced with other practitioners. And, and the essences are very profound in that they, it's like they walk you to the parts of you that you need to meet to become more fully who you are. That's the best way I can say it. And they do it. They don't, you know, some healing modalities, they kind of like, they're a little intense. Um, and the essences, they are powerful. It doesn't mean that you won't have to face something that wants to be resolved. It doesn't mean that this is not about like spiritual bypassing, but it does mean that they will never bring you into something that you're not ready for. They have this beautiful intelligence built in within them that modulates your experience that makes it perfect for each person at the level of consciousness and where they're at in their journey and what their bandwidth is. And they just are extraordinary in the way that they open doorways that you're ready to walk through. And then of course, it's still up to you and you still got to do the work and you still got to walk through that doorway, but they will walk, but they will bring you right up to the doorways. So they're very profound and you can absolutely, um, I have different options. You can, you know, schedule a call and we can chat about if that's exciting to you, or you can just explore and feel the energy on the site like Lauren did. And you'll know, you'll know if these energies in this way of working is calling to you. I trust that. Thank you so much for being here, my sister. I'll put a link to all your stuff as well in the show notes. I know you're not super active on social media, um, but I know that they can get a hold of you through your website. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for being here today for the second time. And um, just, yeah, just sharing your gift. And uh, thank you so much. I really just absolutely loved our conversation. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. I have enjoyed every moment of it. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.